<laughs> Sorry, slap sits back. I was asking Jason here if he's nervous, and then we started talking about our talking about our asses and that stuff. Got distracted. Anyways, so I'm here with my homeboy from work, Jason Scott, who is a bow hunting extraordinaire. I'll say because he builds his own bows and stuff like that, and it blows my mind. So I asked him to be on the podcast here because trying to pump out once a week, and uh, the topics we got is Jason's year uh, in review bow hunting. He had some uh, encounters, we'll call it. And then what uh, kind of the art and what it takes to, to build your own bow. And then techniques for shooting recurve longbow and then some final thoughts of that. So we'll get kind of right into it and that stuff. So Jason, I've heard some of the stories. Tell us about what happened with your stick and string this year. Um, it's a really good year overall. Half an hour after first day, opening opening day, first light. Doe walks out 12 yards, got my first deer right away. Um, Kind of took it easy for a couple months till late October and then started going out a little bit more. Saw lots of deer, passed on quite a few. Uh, ended up shooting a doe that I could not recover, which is mentally traumatizing for me still. Um, I hate that process. I hate that. That's a very long week. <laughs> what <laughs> happened of, there? Um, I shot her 30 yards. She was good. I thought that was a good shot. Good, good blood trail. Made it 60, 70 yards. And it's lost everything. Spent like a few hours just really? grid searching to, for any blood or anything. So oh. she's a hair high, but not whatever. And yeah, there's bubbles in the blood and everything. I couldn't. That's weird. Couldn't find her. So yeah, and just blood trail just did go through. Yeah, yeah complete pass through. Huh. Just lots of blood right away, and just stops. And so, yeah, like I said, spent quite a few hours looking. Me, and my brother, and just lost blood. So. Hmm. So kind of, yeah, spent a week of reflecting and talking to people and going through the process of, you know, I've, I've lost here before, but I knew it was like a shoulder shot where I could tell, like I didn't mm -hmm. get any penetration, like there was no blood and whatever, like the deer's going to be fine. This is the first time I've lost one where like, I know it's dying, like yeah. I know it's dead somewhere, I just can't find it, so... I, got, I lose my mind over losing ducks and that stuff. People even like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't right. like that stuff. Right. I like to eat them, though. I have no problem saying that stuff. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh, yeah. That I sucks. Just, yeah, I just don't like, I don't know, my theory is if I'm going to shoot it, I want to eat it, right? Yeah. And so. <laughs> like well, I'm choppy in this and that stuff. and probably should say, what What do you shoot? Do you shoot recurves you make or longbows? Um, for bow hunting? Yeah. I only do compound for bow hunting right oh, now. Oh, you do compound? Yeah, I compound. Know that. Yeah. Oh. So, I, uh. So afraid to make a bad shot. I consider myself a really good shot with the traditional. Um, but I'm so afraid to make a bad shot that I stick with compound. So, um, and every year I tell myself I'm going to go out and try traditional and just chicken out. Like so I just need to make compound body out. I have a bear, I'm not going according to Jim. That's my. That's favorite. fine. I have a fair venue. Yeah. So it's uh, it was one of the top of the line bows three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, it's an old man bow, not a very aggressive cam, but I'm accurate with it. It's good to shoot. I shoot just so, my old bow I bought back in college. I mean, yeah. I just, I know it's how to shoot. It's not the best, it's not right. the worst, but I also don't fling 60 yard shots. I'm like right. 30 and then I'm, yeah. I'll shoot 40, but I don't want you 50. Yep. Everything I've shot has been within 30. So yeah. I've, yeah, it's just, I know I'm accurate out to 50 at the range, mm -hmm. but there's too many variables when you're in a tree stand or when you're ground blind. Yeah. Where I cut it in half, basically. So, I mean, farthest I've ever shot was 30. Most of them been within 20. You hunt out of the tree mostly or out of the ground blind mostly? 
under the tree mostly. I started out with ground blind because I'm afraid of heights. Oh. And I picked up a cheap tree stand once and set it up. I'm like, made sure I, you know, got did all the right things, got the harness and the lines, you know, whatever. And so, and once I get up there, I'm fine. Um, still super cautious. Yeah. Getting oh, up there. 15. That's pretty tall. So, but I like the view from up there as opposed to a ground blind. Like you can see stuff coming in way further or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of a downfall though, because the longer I watch something, the more build up I get. Yeah. So like I've watched those feeding at 45 or for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, just out of range and they come in range, but I've had that much time to kind of anticipate and that's what I missed. Like clean miss would be like just, I've had so much time to anticipate a shot that I get too excited and whatever. Where in a ground blind, it's like, oh, it's there. Yeah. You don't have time to overthink it. You just. I almost do better that way too, where I don't have that. Like Jared was talking about, I go, I still get all revved up for shooting everything. I get mm-hmm. all antsy and that stuff. I mean, yeah. I don't base my, like I was talking the success of it off that, but I also say too, of like those guys, I'm just out here to hang on. Like, why are you carrying a heavy stick just to hang right. up yeah. and go, go on a hike? Yeah. But like, yeah, sometimes that fast is like just when it's a reaction, mm-hmm. it's hard to mess it up. Yeah, yeah, your body just takes over all the tens of thousands of shots you've done. Shots you've done. So just, you shot a doe, right? And then you had that other encounter with the doe, right. and then what? Had, what happened on the? I know right. some of the story and that stuff, right. but what's the third? Then uh, the week after I shot and lost the doe, um, and we're in November now. Yeah, first week in November. Okay. Um, go out and just like crazy run activity. I have a very limited area where I can hunt on, yeah. but there's adjacent land where there's tons of deer, so it's a matter of coming to the right side of the fence basically. And like Friday night, I saw one doe followed by five bucks, like in 30 second increments, like buck, 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 buck. I just could not get them to come to the right side of the fence, um, which is fun and frustrating at the same time, but it's fun to watch. It's just, you know, What's just horrifying. <laughs> I went hunting with, with Brooke and we were animal hunting. She's like, shoot them. They're right there. I go, that's not where we can hunt, though. You know, mm-hmm. so like yep. you said, wrong side of the fence. Yep. And so she's like, I'm blown away by all these rules. I'm right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you mean land ownership? Right. <laughs> I'm like, they're 30 yards away. Yeah. And I'm right on the, like, I cannot hunt. I cannot shoot right over there. I've asked for permission to shoot onto that property, but they, they said no. I'm like, that's fine. I have permission to recover over there, but not to shoot onto that property. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't remember. I get that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I never lose sleep over it. I think it's cool that they yep. say, hey, if you get one, go get yep. it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, so, I saw those that Friday night, got Saturday morning, see a couple of does passed in some button bucks mm-hmm. um, that came within property. I just sat and watched them play for a while. Eat. Um, went out Saturday night. It was just really slow. Um, then, about half an hour before sunset, Started, or saw a buck chasing a doe, and then another buck followed. But they stayed on the wrong side of the fence again. And I don't know, 15 minutes before um, end of legal shooting light, this tiny, like, yearling doe comes into the property and she's just feeding. And then, like, every 30 seconds, minute, she's like, looks behind her. So, like, every doe I've seen over the past weekend, like, there's been a buck following it. Yeah. So I just keep looking, like, under the tree line. Like along the fence line, looking for another set of hooves to come in. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, a couple minutes later, start seeing a buck come in. And then I was kind of came down to, he came in so fast that I didn't have time to overthink the shot. So and yeah, like 12, 14 yard shot. Oh, wow. Good shot. Um, great blood. 
you made it like a hundred yards a little bit before than anticipated, but sometimes it right. amazes me what they do. Yeah. Not a not a huge rack, but a nice mature buck, big body. Yeah. So what do you do? Like I like should I'm gonna do one just on recipes. What do you do with your deer when you what do you do? Um no, I'm gonna drop it off at the locker and then get lots of ground because it's the best way my wife yeah. and kids will eat it. So mixing a spaghetti tacos. Where do you take yours in? Uh runner corner. Oh you do? So, yeah. That's yep. a good place too, man. Yep. I go. I've been going, like I said, last one I went to Lee's just to grind it there and that stuff too. Yeah. But I got all my grind like frozen because I was hoping to go muzzleload, but that fiasco happened this last week and I didn't get to. But yep. huh? So you so, just grind it all? Um, do you have no, like, I, anything I, else? Keep the loins, make sticks. Um, you make the sticks or them? Well, have them make sticks. They make great sticks. Yeah. And then keep some roasts so I can make jerky later or whatever if I want, or just as a roast, and then lots, lots of grind. Like I ended up with 65 pounds of oh, amber wow. out of the buck. So, and then, really? Yeah, so they put 20% beef in, so is it 54 pounds of? That's a lot. It's man. a big buck. It's, that is a great It was hard to drag. Like so, the one I shot this year, I don't know, I didn't get very much, but I gave like the two front quarters I sent last podcast to the guy that does my tattoos because he likes it. And I, mm-hmm. gave, and I just gave him basically, you know, not quite half a deer in that, but. That's awesome. So, so that was your experience. Do you turkey hunt with a bow at all or not? I bought a tag once. I wanted to try mm-hmm. it, um, but I don't know when spring rolls around. I just like I don't know. It takes me a while to get wanting to go outside again. Yeah. So I keep thinking next year I should try it. I bought a tag a couple years ago and just never went out. Yeah. Just, I love I love turkey. But, hunt, but yeah. I don't know. I want to try. It. I think it'd be fun to go goose hunting with a bow sometime. Really? Yeah. Have you um, ever hunted anything else other than deer with bull? Rabbits. Wanted to do a pheasant, but I didn't have my small game tag that time. So next year I bought a small game tag yeah. and didn't see a pheasant within range. So because I was literally just sitting in a tree stand and there was a pheasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like 20 yards away. I'm like, if I had my tag, I, I see could... those guys that shoot like flying birds. Right. That's crazy. I practiced shooting with my traditional stuff, like moving targets. Like really? targets and stuff. Not like play pigeons or anything. I think that'd be fun. But... I don't know. You ever thought about animal hunting? Yeah, the, I want to do that. My go out and do it. They love it. I've never done it. Yeah, my neighbor goes out every year, antelope hunting with a bow, and you know, he goes out and spots and stalks mealies too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to think we'll try that next year. That's cool. Just because I, mean, I have done that. Complete change fun. of place, pace. I only started hunting all like anything eight years ago, maybe. Oh, yeah. And so it's all been whitetail. So do you have gun hunt at all or not? No. 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 Wow. So. So let's move on to that stuff. So like this trad stuff, and we kind of, I, I didn't even know this sounds so bad that, it, that you hunted the compound. Yep. So these trad bows you built, are you doing just recurves or recurves longbows or just uh, like, longbows? I've tried some recurve. Um, you steam- make longbows then? Yeah. Okay. I've tried some recurve steaming it. It's, it's a different beast and I'm not super confident with that yet. The ones I've tried have blown up at the curve basically. Like when you shoot them, like when I you're you're drawing them back to see kind of where they're yeah I don't know the way I'm doing it I don't know if I'm not letting the steam long enough or what I'm doing wrong in the process, because um, we're not backing with fiberglass or anything it's just wood What's, or sinew backing it up I don't even know how do you make a bow probably the um, just go through whatever your clip on steps I have no clue the or right no um, when I first started. I don't have a lot of power tools. So when I first started, I went to like Menards and picked up like a one by two of 
maple or hickory or whatever you want. So uh -huh. it's maple for me because it's more forgiving than hickory. It's less brittle, but still strong enough. And then it's just a matter of reduction, evenly reducing the two limbs until you get a nice even bow through there because you don't want it like whip ended because it's inherent weakness. You want the entire limb basically to produce power. Uh -huh. um, so you want a nice natural curve throughout the entire limb. It's just kind of a yeah, it's just a reduction process until you get it to the desired draw weight. Um, and you're what do you mean reduction? Oh, no, no, just taking files or um, draw knives or a planer or whatever. Oh, really? Just eliminating wood until essentially the bow comes out of it, right? So it's not like you glue like little thin things together? No. I'm, I don't know enough about no. it. Um, I'm, I'm not doing like fiberglass laminated limbs or uh -huh. whatever. I'm just taking pieces of wood and reducing them until a bow okay. comes out of it, essentially. Um, I'm all over. How many bows have you made? Successfully? Yeah. I don't know, six or seven? That's a lot. Maybe. Yeah, not not a ton, but unsuccessfully, I blew up seven or eight probably yeah. before I got my first one that worked. Oh, really? And my first one that worked was like 32 pound draw weight, like legal for hunting, but it doesn't have the power. Yeah. You know, it's just like you go to the archery range, you shoot it, it's just like, boom, like it barely sticks in at like 15 yards. Into so, the, like, when you do that, like, how do you just trial and error and learn how to do it? Like your proper draw length and like you said, draw poundage, right. I guess. Or right, you you start removing material. Um, it's kind of hard to phrase this properly. Um, start removing material from the back of the piece of wood, yeah. so it bends towards you. Um, then you start. It's called tillering. And you start just by floor drilling at first and pushing it on the floor just to kind of see how it's bending and then making sure each limb as you're pushing on the floor looks like it's bending in a similar uh -huh. similar way essentially and like I said not not a really big kink in the end because that's just going to be an inherent weakness where it's going to break and then after that after you get the floor tiller fairly good you uh you cut in the the knocks for the string and then you do an overly long string and you hang it on a wall and you just start drawing it down like huh. have pegs in the wall and you just pull it down and you kind of keep looking at it as you're going longer. Like, okay, this one's bending way more here than it needs to, or this one's not bending enough here. And just kind of evening out the process as you're going down to your draw. Um, like how long does it take? This is, how long does it take you? I'm sorry. You know, no, that's fine. How long does it take to build a wall? Like, is that a month, six months, a year, a week? I've, if you actually want to do hours, that's probably better. Yeah. Um, if I was really focused, I'd get one done in like a work day if I just sat down. You're kidding. No, it's well, I thought it'd be like a 40 no. or 50 hour thing. Um, like I've been ordering off of eBay, you can buy like um, chunks of wood to make a bow out of. So basically, you take a tree trunk or a tree limb, yeah. it's cut into eighths. And so you get this wedge that's you know three inches wide by two inches deep or whatever, and just by using the axe and a draw knife, you can get it like 60-70% done in a couple hours. Really? Yeah. Do you have like a shop tool. at your house that you do this? No, or? it's just in the garage. So you do it in the garage. Just yeah. some hand tools. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so 
walk garage, living room, wherever I happen to. Yeah. You know, some of the finer stuff I'll do in the living room where I'm just, I'm just creating dust. I'll just sit and watch TV or, you know, whatever, and use hand tools and get it closer, especially during the winter. So. All right, so, like, we've gotten to, like, that component and that. So you got the wood and that stuff, and I'm going to skip all over because I don't have a clue, but, like, he was telling me to save some sinew and that stuff for him, but I didn't get to go hunting this weekend because of uh, just cause. But what... What else do you put to, what do you need sinew for? What else do you do to this bow? Well, I guess. Um, you can just leave it, just the wood if you want. Yeah. Um, but by adding, sort of saving the tendons from a deer or a cow or whatever, drying them out and punting them out, you get sinew. Yeah. Um, which acts, essentially, it speeds up the bow and it reinforces the back, so it's less likely to break. Okay. Um, it's a safety and performance thing. Um, I'm not quite at the point where I'm using sinew to make bowstrings. Okay. Like, ultimate goal is to make a bow with sinew of harvested using arrows that I made with feathers from like a turkey or something. You make your own arrows too? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> this is long goal, right? Yeah. Cool. Make my own arrows, make my own broadhead, like harvested deer with like something I literally made. Did you listen made. to that Tundra Talk podcast by Tyler Friel? No. You should. The dude shot a grizzly bear with flint points last mm. year. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, no. but you dig that. I yeah. dig it. I mean, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, that would be illegal in South Dakota. We have to have steel broadheads. Is it? Yeah, right. but so, but that's fine. So, just matter. So, is all the trad gear that you shoot stuff you made, or do you have stuff that you bought too? No, I have lots of stuff I bought. Um, I'm still at the point where I, I don't want to say cherish, but I value the <laughs> the stuff I made a lot. Right, mm -hmm. just because it's something I took the time, and yeah. you can kind of see the learning curve going through there and stuff. Um, so I have three or four bear recurves that I shoot. Okay, bear tree recurves, like older ones I just picked up randomly, and I'm refinishing one of those that um, someone gave me. It's just all beat up. But I need to, I've sanded it down. I just need to refinish it. That's a sixty-pound bow. I believe. Really, I've been so, thinking about going. And buying, oh, I like Hoyts. I just because mm -hmm. I'm always liking them. Right. But I've been thinking about buying a recurve too. Like I sat there and stared at them. And yeah, they're fun. I, I, well, like I'm not a bull. My brother's actually a better bull shot me. But we grew up. We just had two old crappy recurves that my dad had, and we just shoot at hay bales because we live on the most outskirts of town, across the road was out of town and that stuff. Mm -hmm. There's just some flying arrows and that stuff. And I kind of want to go back to that. Yep. I'm so tall that I always say, like, you got to have such a long one because, yeah. long limbs because the right. little guy goes, he'll turn it inside out is what he said. Yeah, it's really stacked. Like, it's super heavy towards the end. Yeah. Um, I, I picked my first bear up for $50. Really? It would have been legal for hunting at the time because it was only 35 pound draw weight. But now since South Dakota lowered the draw weight requirements to 30. Really? Yeah, 30 if you're using a fixed blade. Huh. So it would be legal, but I don't know. I probably wouldn't use that one just for ethical reasons. The one yeah. I shoot most of the time is 45 pounds. 45 is a good number. Yeah, like I was going to grab, like the one I was just going to grab straight 50. You know, mm -hmm. I was going to do it at 60 or anything, like just yeah. 50 pounds yeah. and just sit with that. Yeah. Just something you're comfortable shooting. And, yeah. And I, I love it. Like I go shoot the compound so I can hunt. Like I, yeah. but 90% of the time. Like I'm bringing traditional stuff or something I made, just because it's like what I have fun and truly enjoy shooting. How often do you go to the range? Um, I used to go every weekend. Now it's like once a month. Well, the past three weekends I went 
since I'm done deer hunting, I've went every Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, but we only done once. We live in, well, you know where it is, yeah. just north here with us. I went over lunch one time. That was awesome, just going yeah. flinging arrows for a half hour. Yep. Yeah, the memberships. Five, five bucks is yeah. what I just paid for whatever it was. Yeah. Like, that's like, and, you know, memberships only for our family is like 140 or something. So my, my kids have bows, my wife has a bow. So we'll go up there and shoot. Well, that's cool. So What do they shoot? They shoot stuff you made or is this um, just stuff you picked up? My wife shoots a compound that we bought for her. And then I bought one of my nephew's compounds for my kid. It's yeah. one of the super adjustable, you know, five pound to yeah. 70 pound, whatever. Um, my nephew wasn't going to use it anymore, so we bought that for him. And he's 11, so it's just... He's at like 10 pounds, 23 inch draw length yeah. or whatever, but you know, he's just getting strong enough where you can actually do it and hold the bow and be, Yeah. and my five-year-old just happens to have whatever, you know, yeah. the $12 Walmart bear compound, whatever. Yeah. But like, he absolutely loves and gets super excited every time Zero actually sticks in to a target, you know, because that, that draw weight, it's just like. <laughs> it bounces off. Right. <laughs> so he's like. Look like Jack Black, <laughs> whatever that year one tonight yeah. beast. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, my kids love going and doing it too, and so it's does your wife hunt? No, no, no. She has no desire to hunt. But my brother is the same way. He'd fly yeah. arrows, but he never wanted to go hunting. That's what I started doing though. I bought my first compound at Shields for like one fifty, so yeah. and arrows for thirty, and a release for twenty. And I just wanted to go relax. Like I just wanted something to do to get out and whatever. So started going to the archery range, and after about six months of like, I don't know that's that's how this whole thing kind of started. Like I bought the compound, and I did the archery range. I'm like. I want more of a challenge and I started doing like hunting because it adds that extra level of challenge, right? Like I never hunted before until yeah. I got a compound and then I'm like, ooh, and then like after a couple of years of that, I'm like, well, I'm a really good shot with my compound. Well, don't want to sound cocky. I'm a decent shot with my compound, right? Like I should pick up a recurve and start, and then you just kind of yeah. like, like, ooh, I'm okay with a recurve after a couple of years. You're like backtrack. I should start making. Yeah, you backtrack. <laughs> right. It's like, and I played around with making like at models and stuff just yeah. to, because awesome. you know, fun, primitive, whatever, easy stuff to make. So, but and yeah. So like I said, my ultimate goal is kind of to harvest something with everything that I made, and then I want bows. I want to be good enough to build bows for my kids. Yeah, that will last like their lifetime. So my buddy Tony, he builds bows, and he's always offered, and I took him up on it, but he's like, ah, one of those deals. So right. I, I would have got one. I think that'd be cool. What? Um, so can I keep segueing in? Oh, we got this is going great. 22 minutes in, it feels like nothing. But um, did you, like I was like, like some of those, like I keep going back to Tyler Friel because I've got like mad respect, man crush on him for some stuff. But he like goes and, you know, studies with people and shoot. Did you like do any of that? Did you teach yourself to shoot, watch videos and that stuff? Like me, um, I just fling arrows. You know, the classic, have a process, anchor, yeah. repetition, yeah. practice, but never like, you know, where you're pulling back, how you're pulling back, tension in certain parts of your body and all that stuff. Um, no, it was a lot of trial and error, just yeah. shooting way too many arrows at first. You're like, hey, let's go to the range and shoot 300 arrows so I can't oh, move my arms the next yeah, day. I know. And then uh, Mark at Archer's Addiction, like... Are um, you a member up there? Yeah. Yeah. And I have a man crush on him because I, he, like every question I ever had, he was like... He sells bows up there, doesn't yeah, he? he sells bows, but like every time I had a question, like I was just starting, he would spend half an hour or whatever you know, just walking through technique with me or walking yeah. whatever, like no charge, whatever. He would like, if he was slow, he's more than willing to spend like as much time. I like that guy. So, I went in there and just need a couple things. He'd do that. It's like, no, it's, yeah. it's not enough for them. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So he's yeah. cool. Yeah. He's kind of my therapist for our tree. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on, Mark. I was really good. And you know, like, <laughs> what does he shoot? 
everything? Or does uh, he shoot is he like a trad he's, guy? He shoots. He shoots. He has a couple trad, but he shoots a prime bow. I know that for his hunting. So does he? Yeah. So, hmm. but he's got a cool setup there. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fifty yard indoor a lot. So, yeah. and like I said, I go there year round, and so cool. So like getting into it like with your techniques well since you talked about compound and trad and that stuff you got any like tips for folks and that stuff me like i said i'm so basic it's mm -hmm. i'm a basic dude yep um well with both it's just muscle memory and repetition um something i had to do with compound is switch over to a back tension release because i was missing deer to the left consistently and i realized that my, my form was bad, so instead of pulling my hand straight back yeah. after I pulled the trigger, I was actually pulling my hand out to the right to see what I was hitting with live animals. Yeah. With archery range, I was fine, but there was like three deer within a three-week period that I missed, clean missed to the left. Like I was how trying far? To, like two or three feet to the left. No kidding? Holy yeah, crap. at 20 yards. Ooh. And so I think I was starting to pull my hand away to look where I was hitting, like at the same time I was pulling my trigger. And so... I like switched over and tried the back tension release, which forces my hand to stay yeah. and go back. And I haven't had a miss, well, <laughs> besides the dough yeah. that I didn't recover, but I haven't had a miss since, but it's just a complete change of, so that's something I had to do personally, just yeah. I was trying to figure out what I was doing differently and like why, what would be happening between the range. I think it was just an excitement level of, mm -hmm. and my original thought was I'll just do this for like the off season and then go back to bumming. Why would I switch? It seems to be working. Why yeah. change, right? Like, so, that's cool. So that's just something I had to go through. Um, Do you shoot any sights on your recurve? No. Yeah, I like that's the way I go yeah. to is just fingers and looking down. Yep. Yeah. I I do um, instinctive shooting for recurve. Um, so there's there's a couple different ways to shoot a recurve. Either oh. gapping, which is using the tip of your arrow, aiming at the target. And then figure out, okay, this is 20 yards, I need to aim eight inches higher yeah. than the target or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I, I tried that when I first started, but it became too, I don't know, it's probably me being lazy and being too difficult. And also to me, too much like aiming like a sight with a compound, right? Yeah. Where, so I'm doing instinctive, which takes more muscle memory, and people always use the analogies like throwing a baseball, right? When you're throwing a baseball to somebody, you don't look at the baseball. You're looking where you're throwing the baseball. Yep. And the baseball gets there. So it takes lots of muscle memory, tens of thousands of shots, but out to 22 yards, like I can hit on a saucer size. Yeah. Like without even thinking about it, I just have to really focus on where I'm aiming. That Tyler Friedel, he like shoots at like bags, big bags without targets just to do that stuff. You know. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the target and it helps even yeah. more. I'm like, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking that makes no sense to me. But I'm not a bow hunter by any means. I like it, but right. I'm not yeah. good at it. Right. Huh. So, but that's how I chose to shoot. It's, but it's one of those things where because a, that's a real muscle slash eye mind thing. That's something you have to do consistently. You can't not do it for two years and come back and expect yeah. your muscles to be intact, basically. So you just gotta keep hammering. It right. Out. Where like if you're doing a gap shooting. You could probably remember, oh, at 20 yards, I need to aim 88 inches or whatever, or eight inches higher, lower, whatever, to to cover the gap. So, huh. so do you have like any like, and I don't know, different areas of town. It seems like it's set up for. Do you have any place you can shoot like at your house, like some people do? I don't. 
Like I, I wouldn't dare be flinging arrows in my backyard. Um, my neighbors might care, but I, I'm uncomfortable. Right. I'm not opposed to doing a couple of arrows in my garage just to test something out. There. Yeah. Oh, I adjusted this or whatever. Um, There's a lot of people I know that do that. Yeah. And well, ideally, with archery, you're supposed to go do two or three shots a day, just to you know, get up, keep your mm-hmm. muscles intact, memory, whatever. Um, so I do every once in a while, I'll do a couple of arrows, like in the garage or whatever. But yeah, I don't do a ton of shooting at home. So, are you going to? Are you ever going to make? Well, I'm the guy at Shields. That's why I went to visit with him. He goes, "We're getting ready to take the train wheels off. Huh? Are you going to take the train wheels off and go trad?" Deer hunting? I think I have to at some point. I feel like I'm just so. <laughs> like what? Uh, like you, you say you got a bunch of like you said you have a sixty pound recurve or something. Yeah, that I'm refinishing. Are you gonna like what? Let's say this best. I guess what bow are you gonna hunt with and what like what what draw weights on that? If I had to go right now, I would say it's the forty five pound because I'm extremely extremely comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and I think with the right broadhead. A cut on contact broadhead to be a clean ethical shot. May not go all the way through, but it's going to get great penetration and stuff. Have you heard about like those? And I was listening to a podcast about this. Those front weighted arrows where they like, got two fletchings and that stuff, but it's like they put so much weight up front that it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and that stuff. What do you like? Do you shoot like? Do you shoot heavy stuff or light stuff or what do you shoot? Because like I've got some. I used to shoot like aluminum arrows and then muzzies and that stuff and now I shoot like spitfires on carbon arrows Mm -hmm. because the wind doesn't catch them side to side so much and it's so flat shooting but at the same time you also give up a lot of bone crushing it feels like I don't know it's the mass versus speed thing so I shoot 125 grain broadheads in both my compound and my traditional are 125 grain in both fixed Um, or mechanical mechanical in my compound this year or up till now I think I'm switching over to fixed just because I'm not liking variables of the mechanical. Have you heard of that? Iron wheel broadheads or whatever their expense is all mm-hmm. up, but they I think it's like a relative of a guy that works here that started that company in Iowa, but apparently mm-hmm. they're awesome, people okay. say. But I don't know, just no. that's no, I haven't heard of them. But so what brought what fix do you use? Um I used Muzzy Phantom SCs when I first started with compound. And I have some of those, and that's what I would switch to for traditional. And probably, I'm going back and forth with my compound yet, whether I want to stick with mechanical or fixed. Uh-huh. But I'm leaning toward, or not, yeah. But I'm leaning towards going back to fixed, just because, like I said, I don't like the, the little things that can go wrong with mechanical. You know, like, yeah. So, there's but, nothing wrong with that. I was thinking about it too. Like, and like I said, I don't bow hunt enough, but like, right. I'll take my bow out here in December and that because I'm done duck hunting and gun hunting. So, it's really just my extending the season yep. hobby is all it is. Yep. Some people, it's like archer's addiction, the addiction. Right. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. So, anything else you got for just recommendations on shooting? It takes lots of time, no matter what you're doing. It's just a matter of yeah, yeah. committing to it. That's the biggest thing with people who like like want a bow on. You know, they like take their bow out. August 15th for the September 1st yeah whatever it's yeah. like you at least have to go probably once a month to make it <laughs> I agree so I switched to a single pin on my bow and I just leave it locked in at 30 and that's what I'm doing the gapping yeah. essentially I, I quit like I I don't like it I, I remember I just didn't like having it and like mm-hmm. and I go out and like I don't shoot nearly like you do and that stuff but I know enough to where it's gonna go 
yep. and that stuff if I get a good range on something. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to unplug that 30 through 60 now. And except for the fact I want to go envelope hunting, which you need the extra range for, are really for yeah, white tail. Yeah, Right, for white tail, I want to get down because, like I said, everything I've shot, everything I would shoot would be within 30. Yeah. You know, so maybe set it at 20, knowing mm -hmm. it might be a couple inches lower here, a couple inches high there, but just have it set and have a pin. And so. Huh. But, cool. Any closing thoughts? Nope. Not one? No. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of this. Thing. Oh, okay. Shoot more? I don't know. I don't know. Fun <laughs> safe, have fun. <laughs> there you go. My closing thoughts. This is a tame one. Last two I've done at work. And Jason here, he says he drinks five beers a year and he had two of them this weekend. Yeah. So it's been very sober with Corey as well, who's never had alcohol touch his lips and really? goes to church all the time and that <laughs> stuff. So last two podcasts I did at work. But don't worry, the next one is with Kirk Holm, the big bearded son of a guy. It's going to be our house. So. We'll probably not even be coherent when we're doing the next <laughs> one. Well, my, my closer is that I love, love, love bow hunting, and I just don't do enough of it and that stuff. And it's more of a filler hunt, which probably should be the other way around. But I think it's sick building your own bows and that stuff, and that's why I wanted to ask you about it. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, no problem. All right, later, guys.